Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! It's time to wake up. Live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is about that time. Pregame show with Alan Siles here, filling in for Stephen Langford. We got Sam Lubman on the boards. It's a beautiful Friday morning. Happy Friday to all. We're going to get into this 95-7 the game. You know what time it is. And look, we got a lot to get into this morning. Obviously, Warriors, Niners as well. And I do want to start with the Niners because it's go- there's going to be a lot of Warriors talk. I was at the game a couple nights ago with the Nuggets, and it was heartbreaking. Some people are blaming me for the loss, Guru in particular, saying that I did post a video when the Warriors took the lead in those final seconds, and maybe it was a little premature. Well, obviously it was, because right after that, things changed very, very quickly. But we're going to get into all that. We're going to start with this Niner stuff, though, because Trey Lance, the, the, this, this, the drama that's going on with the, the— I have a conspiracy theory with the, these videos that have gotten leaked— We want to talk about that, and then we'll talk about the Warriors now in the All-Star break trying to find their footing when they return. So there's a whole debate now as to why these Trey Lance throwing videos are just now coming out. Uh, We had, you know, Niners media on the show yesterday, Jennifer Lee and Jennifer Lee Chan, and it clearly wasn't from the front office. It, somebody's iPad, it, it got out. And if you're a Niners fan, you, you're feeling great, or you should be feeling great, because those videos looked outstanding. Sam, I'm sure you saw them. But, I mean, you had throws that were literally Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert-type throws. And the first thing I'm thinking is, why now? Why do these videos get out now? Because... If this had happened and if these videos got out, some of them seem to be pretty early in the season. If these videos got out while the Niners were trotting out a one-thumbed Jimmy Garoppolo, there would have been riots in the streets. I mean, there, there would have been anarchy and they would have been calling for Kyle Shanahan's head. What, what are you thinking? What are you doing and nobody knows, nobody knows why. Apparently this stuff happens. Apparently it's not a big deal. And apparently you should be very optimistic if you are a Niners fan. And again, it is practice. You know, it's not, it's not a game, right? Who are you facing? Even though he could have been facing the starters as he was on the scout team. But you, you, you are excited for what you've seen and what um, the future has to, to hold 
for the Niners. Sam, what did you think about what did you think about what you saw? I'm just assuming that you saw these videos because everybody saw these videos. I mean, I'm looking at the videos right now. I'll be honest, I didn't see them yesterday. Um, I figured, you know, NFL season's over, so we don't pay attention to football anymore, right? That's how. Oh, it come works. on now, come now, on now. But I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at this one where he's rolling to his left and kind of doing this, you know, sidearm Patrick Mahomes. That's type the throw. one. No, that's the one. That is the one. That it. That is very much the one. So I totally could understand why that would definitely be 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 drumming up hype amongst the Niner faithful, but. I'll also add the the always caveat the always present caveat that it, it's a bit of a, a rain on the parade here. Everyone can look good in practice, so sure, sure. But but I will say, and no, we're not we're not following the Packers as closely. I, I so maybe it just never made it on my timeline. I've never seen Jordan Love do any of this. I've never seen Jordan Love do any of this. So uh, you know, a, a good day for Niners fans. But I'll tell you one person who wasn't particularly impressed and these might have come out these statements may have come out of this interview may have come out before these videos leaked but Joe Montana had some stuff to say by the way went to high school with Joe Montana's kids that's there's no real uh, connection there just figured I'd throw it out there but Joe Montana had some things to say about the future of the Niners and Jimmy and the hot takes are just coming out of nowhere. I know the season's over. You got to find content. That's just how it works. But he's sitting down and he's saying stuff that to, to, to me doesn't even fully make sense. So now that Jimmy has said his goodbyes and everyone is looking towards the future, everything is just all over the place. And you have Joe Montana doing interviews saying they should keep Jimmy until they find someone that helps. And that's a quote. And truthfully, very truthfully, I have no clue what that means. I have no clue what that means. And to me, I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole interview. And I just thought it was a bit of a pointless statement. Because what does that mean? Jimmy would be someone that you would think could help. That's why you might get a first rounder for him, first or second rounder for him. So Jimmy isn't good enough to help. You're going to keep him around until you find someone that that does help and and again I don't know what that means he clearly doesn't seem to be that high on Trey Lance and I'm not really understanding if you are if if the Niners front office really cared about what Joe Montana thinks and they said Joe what do you mean by that I don't even know if if he would know what he meant by that because not a the, chance. The, the future is here the future is here. It's Trey Lance. He's going to get the keys, and we're going to see how this thing is going to go. That's the bottom line. It, it, whether he sinks or swims, and that's the other thing. There's basically two camps right now. There's the Trey is going to be a stud camp, and our one Bonte Hill might be the leader of that camp. And then there's the more pessimistic to slash realistic group that's just saying we don't really know. We don't know what we don't know. And to me – you can be somewhere in the middle. And I know I, I, I'm a habitual fence sitter, but I do feel that you can be somewhere in the middle because you can be optimistic and see these videos. And just like Sam said, it is practice. But at the same time, you don't know. And any time you're talking about a, a QB or really any young player, there is a bit of a gamble. Not a bit of a gamble. It is a gamble. So when people are going through the, well, what about Aaron Rodgers thing? And, and what about Tom Brady? And those that do think Trey is going to be a stud is sitting there saying, no, no, I wouldn't do that. That sounds kind of crazy to me because saying that you it would take crazy saying that you would take a, a Tom Brady post retirement, if you could even call it that, let's assume you're talking about next season or Aaron Rodgers, that is no indictment on what Trey Lance could and will be. I don't understand why anybody would take that as a negative, and I also don't understand why anybody would say no to that. You're talking about a guy in Tom Brady who all these other teams that were supposed to have dynasties, the, the Seattle Seahawks, right? They were, they were supposed to be around for a long time, Legion of Boom. They got to 2-1-1. The Kansas City Chiefs. They're not done, but they've only won one. They've been, they've been to a couple now, but they've only won one. So I say all this to say there's only one team that has been able to keep that amount of success going throughout the years, and that was a team with Tom Brady under center. So if Tom Brady wants to come back 
and have one, two more seasons with his hometown team, I don't understand anybody that would say no to that. And saying yes to that doesn't mean that you have any issues with Trey Lance or you don't believe in Trey Lance. But maybe that's what Joe Montana thought. Maybe, maybe, that's, who, maybe that's who he thinks can help, an Aaron Rodgers or, or a Tom Brady. I, I don't know. I, I will say this, though. It is interesting, the line of you know, the available quarterbacks. What is the line for who you would take a quote-unquote chance on instead of just rocking with Trey Lance. And Sam, I want your take on this because last night we were talking and it seemed like the line, we were throwing around the obvious names, well, obvious to some people, Tom Brady, yes, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Basically, our line ended at Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson said, you know what, San Francisco, Santa Clara, pretty big market, Sierra can can hang out over here, there's a lot of opportunities I know the division, San Francisco, I want to come to you. And I'm not even necessarily going to say they have to trade Trey. Let, let's not even worry about the money part of this. Let's say Trey could could learn under Russell, which I didn't know Russell was 33. He just always seemed a bit younger to me. But he is 33, so you don't know how many years he has left. Russell wants to come on board. Bang, bang, Niner gang. What are you saying? I mean, Russell Wilson, I'm I'm – always been kind of, I guess, in a minority when it comes to Russell Wilson. I think he's good. I don't think he's this, you know, unreal quarterback that people make him out to be. But I mean, you're talking about, you know, yeah, Brady, Rodgers, Wilson. I mean, yeah, if Wilson said, yeah, I want to come to the Niners, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's bring him on board. I would probably also uh, extend that list to include maybe a Matt Ryan for a year or two, just because he has that familiarity with Shanahan. We've seen what he can do when those two are working together. So I maybe include those two together. After that, though, maybe in the incredibly unrealistic situation where Dak Prescott becomes available, that's probably where my list ends of, yeah, if that guy becomes available, I would be okay with starting him over Trey Lance. After that, it's, you know, you're, you're, going, you're, you're with Lance all the way next year unless any of those guys become available. Yeah, and, and I think that is, a, that is a good line to have. There was a statement as well about, you know, more in the backup category about Marcus Mariota. Now, Marcus Mariota has become probably one of the most popular backup quarterbacks in the history of backup quarterbacks. And that's saying something because in Vegas, you know, there's a coalition of 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 fans that want him over Carr and the thing you just haven't seen him and you've only seen him in these random spots where he takes an option route and he'll bust out a a 20 yard run or something like that so that's all you're seeing we can't forget this is the same guy who you know lost his job to Ryan Tannehill and that's saying something and maybe it, it, it was a tough go for him and maybe right now he is better than Ryan Tannehill I have no clue I haven't seen any videos of practice of Marcus Mariota talking about it. It is just practice. I've never seen any videos of Marcus Mariota doing stuff like that. So clearly, you know, the Raiders kind of have him hostage in a way to just be Derek Carr's backup. But clearly there isn't a ton, a ton of interest as far as the Marcus Mariota situation and who may want him. So, you know, when it comes to Trey Lance – I think you got to be all in. I don't think that if you were to take one of these literally Hall of Fame historic quarterbacks, I don't think anybody should take that as a slight on Trey Lance because you know what you have with these guys. And again, let's let's talk about these timelines. We've talked about the timelines before. No, this team isn't necessarily old, but at the same time, they're not Benjamin Button. They're not getting any younger. And these windows aren't as big as you think, a la Seattle, a la, okay, this, the Chiefs still have their window, right? But they're, and they're right now probably in the prime of their window, and they haven't been able, they, they're getting it done, right? I'm not going to say, you know, getting to Super Bowls and, and being going deep in the playoffs isn't getting it done, but they want rings, and they know that they want rings. And if Patrick Mahomes is this once-in-a-century talent, once-in-a-millennial talent, then, then you got to finish the job if you're Andy Reid. And now you look at the Niners and you look at the, the group that they have in that core. But he, and here's the other part of this. You're supposed to win now because you're supposed to win while you're not paying the quarterback. So the clock is literally already ticking. And, you know, some people are saying they're okay with if Trey isn't completely ready to go. Um, 
next year and, and you may need to take a step back. That's all easy to say right now, right? And, and, and what is subpar? What is not exactly where they've been? Because if that's making the playoffs and losing in the first round, okay, I can see Niner fans being okay with that, right? Okay, we're going to continue to get better. He's young. But if they come up and, and stink up the place, and you really take not just one, not just two, not just three, but four or five steps back, and you, you know, you're fighting in the division, and you don't see the playoffs, people might get a little, a little spicy, and it might get a little dicey, because everybody knows that this is about winning. And, and again, now you have these videos, and people are going to take these videos for Bible. They're, and now you're starting to set the bar. You already set the bar when you gave up the picks to get him. He wasn't ready last season, or, or Jimmy gave the Niners the best opportunity to win. How big of a leap can you take between this year and next year? That, that's the bottom line. And here's the thing. The issue and why people may be a little pessimistic is because Jimmy, the bar, wasn't set that high. So if he gives you the best chance to win, and I get the familiarity and all those types of things, but if he gives you the best chance to win, then what were you seeing in practice from Trey? And can he make that leap next year as quick as the Niners really need, to, need him to? Everybody can sit there and say it's okay if they take a step back. Nobody actually believes that because that clock is ticking. So Joe Montana, not really sure what you meant by, you know, keep Jimmy until they find someone that helps. I think they did find someone that helped, and they better hope they found somebody that helps because that's who they're rolling with. Trey Lance is going to be the guy, and that's just, that's just where it ends. But I hope more of these videos leak so Niner fans can continue to be optimistic because these videos, they were something else. They were something else. And that concludes the Niner talk. If you want to get in the conversation about the Niner Talk or as we get into the Warriors, you know the number. And if you don't, 888-957-9570, text line, call line, all those good things. We are rocking out right here, pregame show, Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, Sam Loveman on the boards. It's a, it's a great Friday morning. Hello. And it wasn't so great a couple nights ago. My, my, my buddy hooked us up with some great tickets. We were in section 105 or 103. We, we were down there. We, we had the good seats. Our social media was actually working. We had service. It was great times. It was an outstanding evening until the last probably three, four seconds of the game. And, you know, you're sitting there. We're partying. The Warriors take the lead. Everything is good until it's not. Until it's not. And the Warriors now are continuing to struggle. And they, they, they just, it, it's a tough go. They are literally limping into the, into the all-star break. And I get it. We're, we're, he, they need a break. It's been a tough go. But I think all the teams need a break, right? The Warriors didn't play more games than anybody else. I know that they've had injuries, right? And they're missing a lot of their core pieces. But at the same time, let's not act like they're the only ones that need a break as well. So the last couple of games, we've seen the Warriors struggle. And the struggle was pretty obvious, I think. They were outsized and just got destroyed on the boards. During the Nuggets game, Jokic was obviously Jokic, who is an MVP. But besides that, the Warriors were controlling the game until the very end. And that's why I think that this loss hurts much worse than the others because you couldn't sit there and say, well, here's a clear reason as to how they lost, right? And Steve Kerr had the opposite take. He said there were a lot of good things to take away from this because they did control the game for most of the time. I think that just makes it even more crushing. And look, I was in the building. Everybody keeps asking, what, what's, what's Chase like compared to Oracle? Chase, Chase gets popping too. Chase gets cracking. Let's not, let's not, you know, I know Oracle is historic. Oracle will always be Oracle. But Chase, they get loud in Chase, and it was very silent at the end of the game besides the Nuggets cheering and a couple Nuggets fans. I had a buddy in there that's from Denver. He was a Nuggets fan. He was loving it. Nobody else was. So my initial reaction to the whole game in general was that Kevon Looney really had a rough go. And we know Kevon Looney, he's been basically the Iron Man for this team and, and doing everything that he's had to do with Wiseman and Draymond out. 
And then just to put insult to injury, you do the hack a loon, the hack a loony, the hack a Kevon, and he's already getting cooked by Jokic. And, and honestly, after a couple days, the first day, I'm like, Looney, come on, man. But I'll tell you what, from my seat, I saw Looney sit down after missing those free throws, and he slammed his hand into, into the chair on the bench, and he was upset, man. Nobody, it's a lonely place. If you've shot a free throw on any level, it's a lonely place. And I haven't seen the hack of whoever in a while, at least not with the Warriors playing, because typically the Warriors have great free throw shooters. But they're actually pretty down, and I've been on, I've been on the Warriors all season about this I've been pretty down on the Warriors and their free throw percentages I'm actually gonna read some off to you just to let you know how how, how bad it is right now in free throw land and, and Sam I want you to chime in because there, there there's some pretty bad numbers in here I'm really gonna focus on the rotation guys so Gary Payton the second GP2 is at 58 percent 58 percent JTA He's becoming less and less of a rotation guy, but he's at 59%. Draymond Green, obviously, he's missed a ton of games at 59% as well. Kevon Looney, who we just talked about, at 63%. Kaminga, 65%. Andrew Wiggins, 66%. And then the line stops at pretty much Otto Porter Jr., who is at 75%. Those aren't great numbers. Those are, uh, even if you don't want to count Draymond, which I still think you probably should, but you don't have to. GP2, Kevon Looney, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins. That's four guys in your rotation that are not shooting above 70%. Technically not shooting above 69%. They're they're not even, they're 68% actually. 67% now that I'm thinking about it. So to me, that's a problem because although I do personally think that the hack of whoever is a bit frowned upon. We talked about the fouling, so someone can't get a shot off being a bit frowned upon as well. And I do think the hack of whoever is frowned upon. I think that, you know, it makes the game, it makes the game slow. It's not really nice to watch. So I do think it is frowned upon. But at the end of the day, when you get to the playoffs, people are trying to win. People are trying to win. That, that, nobody cares how you win. A win is a win, as the old adage goes. So that is what they're exactly, you know, trying to do. And the Nuggets, you know, they, they did what they had to do to get the W. That's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And as the, the Warriors go throughout this game, and why I'm not putting this on Kevon Looney, is because the Warriors continue to have open looks, and they are just unable to cash in. You can't be undersized. And miss shots. You can't do both. But both of those things are not going to work with work for you. They shot 29% from three against the Nuggets. And Clay, who we'll get into, is three from t- three of ten from from three. Wiggins puts up a measly nine points. And I keep hearing they need this break again. It, 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 there's no excuses. And Steve Kerr also talked about it. You cannot use you know the the All Star break as an excuse. And he's 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 completely right. You can't do that, Sam. Let's get the uh, let's get the, the clip on that. I think that's that's definitely a, a part of it. Is just where we are in the season. But you know, Clippers are in the same place. You know, every team is facing the same stuff. So you just you can't use that as an excuse. You have to go out there and compete and put up a fight defensively in order to to give yourself a, a chance to win. And that's what we're going to have to find a way to do uh, starting Wednesday and then after the break. Yeah, I think everybody does need this break. I think. But I think everybody in the league needs a break. So I think they're going to come back rejuvenated. And, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, this, this, this Draymond thing is just really starting to get confusing. He's saying he doesn't have, you know, he has no pain right now. But there's no t- there is a timeline. But if you don't make the timeline, it's not a big deal. The whole thing is confusing. We got, we got the text line chiming in right now. You can hop into 888-957-9570. 707 is saying they also have, as in the Warriors, they also have the two top percentages in the league and, and, and stuff and pool and maybe even the third with Clay. That's very true. Now think about this. They're still 18th in the league. They're still 18th in the league in free throws with those high numbers carrying them. So think about that. 
Because without those three numbers, that free throw percentage is in the drain. In the drain completely. But that's a good point. They have, they have some of the highest free throwers, and they're still, they're still barely middle of the pack. Barely middle of the pack. So the Warriors, they, they got some stuff to, to, to work out. Big picture, no, I don't want to overreact. The Warriors are in a great spot, second-best record in the league, and they haven't played with their full squad once, literally once this season. Clay's missed 39 games. Draymond's missed 20. Wiseman's missed 59. But there are things that worry me and should worry all of Dub Nation. At the beginning of the season, I said that they have the highest upside, but the Warriors also probably have the most ifs, right? If Clay can get close to what he was before the injury, if Wiseman takes the next step, if Poole takes the next step. And now, if anything, I believe that there are more ifs than when the season started because you have if Draymond comes back healthy. And again, there, there, we do not know. We had Dalton, Dalton Johnson of NBC Bay Area on with us last night. And even an insider like him, I have no clue, man. It's, they're saying one thing but they're kind of doing another. And it is, it is just something just doesn't feel right about it. But I hope I'm wrong, and I hope everybody that has that same feeling is wrong. And Draymond comes back, and he is exactly who he's always been because the Warriors are really going to need that. And what's interesting is you're seeing all these big bigs cooking the Warriors right now where the Warriors created this death lineup where they would go small and you couldn't have a big on the floor. But having a death lineup is predicated upon being able to run, pace, and making shots. And if you can't do that, that is when you can get exposed by the size that you do not have. Because the Warriors, they're, they're, getting, they're getting destroyed on the boards, not just by the starters, not just by the Jokic's of the world, the DeAndre Ayton's of the world. They're getting destroyed by backups. They're getting destroyed by, you know, the Jazz, Rudy Gobert didn't even play. Both those backups, Hassan Whiteside, both those guys were out there eating. So, again, it's hard to complain. And that's what, whenever you talk Warriors, you just have to continue to say that you are being, you are, everything is relative. We're not talking about the Pistons here. We're not, we're not talking about the Orlando Magic. We are talking about the Golden State Warriors. And, again, when you do perform at a certain level, the, the expectations change. So at the beginning of the season, and, I, and, I, and it's fair to say at the beginning of the season, no, not everybody necessarily thought that they'd be this good, right? I, I had him at three, and people thought that that was a little aggressive. But then they come out hot, and next thing you know, people are talking about the Warriors can make the finals without Clay. How, how crazy did that sound now? So everything is relative. The Warriors are in a great spot, but there are some things – that they need to work on. There are some things, just like every team, that they need to get right, and some of these issues could c- continue to ail the Warriors coming out of the All-Star break. But again, you get Draymond right. You hope Wiseman is a little bit of, or a lot of, what you want him to be for this season, remembering it's only his second year, and you get back on track. So we're going to take a break, but when we get back, we are going to continue to talk Warriors. We want to hear from you, 888 888-957-9570. We're going we're gonna to talk about what the Warriors need to do to get back on track. We might get back into the Niners. We, you know, there's people right now on the text line. They want to hear more about this highlight reel and what Clay's doing. So hang with us. Alan Siles filling in for Stephen Langford. Sam. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Clubman on the boards. 95.7 The Game pregame show. We'll be right back. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. We are back. Pre-game show, 95-7 the game. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. We got my boy Sam Loveman on the boards. Concord's finest. We're sitting here on a beautiful Friday morning. We're talking Warriors. We're talking Niners. We got videos. We got Trey Lance highlight reels. We got the Warriors breaking hearts. Valentine's Day week. But look. That first segment, we we had to talk about. We had to talk about the Warriors and where they are right now, which is in a great spot. It just doesn't necessarily feel like that because of because of how they've played as of late. But you got to remember, Draymond is so important. That's the thing. You can't necessarily freak out and also say how important Draymond is to the team. Because if you don't have Draymond, My worry isn't necessarily Draymond coming back. My worry is more about Draymond's injury and and why we don't necessarily know that much about it and why the timelines have continued to change. That's what I'm worried about. Nobody's worried about when Draymond comes back. But you got to get back on the court. You got to get back on the court because the Warriors, again, these other teams in the Western Conference specifically, they're not dealing with these transition periods as much as the Warriors are right the Suns have pretty much had their crew the Grizzlies jaw went out pretty early in the season and they still reeled off a bunch of wins you look at the Warriors you have Clay come back you have to get him back in the mix as Clay comes back Draymond goes down now you're gonna have to figure out Draymond and Clay together, who obviously they played together for years. But oh, by the way, James Wiseman is going to come into the fold. So all of these things are going to happen while the season is still continuing and you don't get to have days off to figure this stuff out. Meanwhile, these other teams, as as they stand right now, are, are kind of rolling with who they're going to have in the playoffs and continuing to build that continuity. And let's not forget the Nuggets. Let's not forget the Nuggets. They're probably going to get Jamal Murray back, and they're probably going to get uh, Michael Porter Jr. back. Those, those are two big gets. Before, last season, before Jamal Murray went down, the, the talk was, will this be the year that the Nuggets do it? It was supposed to be Nuggets-Lakers, if I, if I remember correctly. So you can't sleep on them either, and, and none of these teams are going to you know, just roll over for you. But the, the, the Warriors don't want that, and the Warriors have championship pedigree. And at the end of the day, you got to trust that above all else. And they also have, they also have the best player. You know, they're going to have the best player in basically every game that they go into in Steph Curry. And, and Sam, everybody is going back and forth on this uh, Phoenix versus the Warriors thing, and and what could happen there. So I want your take on this. If we're looking at, if we're looking at who the Warriors have versus the Suns, if there was a seven game series, and you're doing it based on. You're doing it based on best player. The Warriors have the best player, number one. But after that, you probably got Phoenix for two and three with with CP3 and Booker. After that, maybe you're going Draymond. Are you going Draymond or DeAndre Ayton there? I mean, I would probably put... Aiton at number three, maybe Draymond at four, and then Chris Paul probably coming at number five, and then depending on where Clay is at, he would probably be number six in uh, in in these power rankings. Yeah, that's that's really the X factor. Where is where is Clay in all this, and where will he be by the time? You know this thing. This thing gets going. So I, I thought that was interesting. I'd probably yeah, like I said, I'd go Steph one. Uh, probably Booker two, CP three, three, DeAndre four, uh, Draymond five. So it, it's a it's a 
it's a close call either way. But at the end of the day, you always want to have that best player. And that's what the Warriors do. They have the walking highlight reel, who is Seth Curry. But we got some other things going on where the Warriors are going to be able to show up. We got all-star festivities. It's Friday. It's, uh, it, it, you know, we got, we got to keep the good vibes going. We got Kaminga in the Rising Stars game, who... Should have been in it anyway. I know a lot of people thought, no, he shouldn't have based on his numbers. Well, those numbers changed. And now he is firmly in the rotation, and he is an important piece to this team. So I don't want to hear that Kaminga shouldn't have already been in the Rising Stars game. And I'll tell you this much. He's probably going to be, I'm pretty sure they name an MVP. These things are showcases. And who does well at showcases? Guys that have the highest upside. That's whether it's a football showcase, a baseball showcase, and a basketball showcase. It's always going to be who has the highest upside. And Kaminga has the highest upside, and it was pretty clear that he had the highest upside. Literally in the draft, it was just whether you wanted to take that chance or not, and the Warriors did. I am a little worried. I am a little worried about JTA in the dunk competition. And the only reason I'm worried is because I haven't seen that much. JTA... I've seen him dunk on people. He's got a couple really nice posters. But the the slam dunk competition isn't about posters. It's about creativity. It's about doing things that you haven't seen before. And I can't lie to you. I know I've been obsessed with these videos lately. I saw a two-minute clip of JTA, you know, trying to do some creative dunks. He was throwing it off stuff in practice. It was a two-minute video. He did not convert one dunk. And maybe... Maybe that's because he was trying some crazy stuff. I don't know. He was, like I said, he wasn't just trying some normal dunks. He was, he was trying to go for gold there, and I just hope he shows up. It, it, you don't have to win it. There's some really good dunkers in that competition. I guess the rumor is that Kaminga and GP2 said no. So, you, you know, you got the representation in there. You got JTA. You want him to do well. Oakland's finest. I, I just hope he shows up a little bit and, and is just respectable. We can't have him going out there and trying to get too creative and too crazy, not even making a dunk, and the time runs out. That's what I don't want to see. I'd rather just see a, a nice <laughs> – you can't do a basic dunk, but something that we've seen before, you got to convert. There's nothing worse, and, and it, it's, even, it's even bad when you miss the first one. I know we're, we're, that's just how we're conditioned to think. When you miss that first dunk, it's just not the same. It's just not the same even when they make it the second time. It's got to be a crazy – and definitely not the third time. It's got to be a crazy dunk in order, in order to, to have that same feeling. So both of those guys, if you're asking me, I'm assuming you know, they give away uh, an MVP in the Rising Stars. I, I, I would, I'm sure Vegas has a bet out there somewhere for it. I would take Kaminga on a flyer, specifically because he wasn't originally in the Rising Stars game. So he's going to have that chip on his shoulder, just like Russell Westbrook in whatever All-Star game that was in. So I would look to Kaminga. It's a dunk fest. It's a showcase. Nobody's playing real defense. So I would look to Kaminga to show out and pretty much leave that weekend as the beginning of a household name. That The beginning of a household name. So... Uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited for that. We had the 707 chime in, uh, switching back to the Niners quickly here. How many throws overall in these videos did Lance take compared to how many he actually took throughout the season? Is this just a highlight reel? Basically, to me, it's just like it's just practice film that that everybody, you know, not very many people had seen before. It looks when you see the videos, it's like a recording of a screen. It's not, you know, like the it's not like the person who originally took the video posted it so somebody like took the video and then posted it um so who knows what happened there it's it's a whole conspiracy theory as to how they leaked but they're out now and everybody has very high expectations besides joe montana who thinks that they should keep jimmy until they find somebody that can quote unquote help going back to the niners or going back to the warriors rather the, the whole rebounds thing to me I do think goes a bit deeper than simply the putbacks the offensive rebounds I think that it affects the Warriors offense as well because if you've ever played if you've ever played 
pick up basketball. There's something to be said about that one team that has that really big dude on that team, and it just kind of feels like that team shoots with more confidence. You know why that team shoots with more confidence? Because they're fairly certain that they're going to get the ball back. So now everything is more free-flowing. Oh, if I miss, the big guy's going to get it. He's probably going to get it, and we're going to have another shot. So now you're just you're, you're, not, you're not as tight. What I'm seeing from the Warriors – is a little bit of we got to make this shot because if this doesn't go in, you know, we're probably not going to get the ball back. And I think that 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 affects every part of the game. One thing to think about is this conversation that keeps on coming up in the buyout market. And it's pretty clear, or at least the front office, unless I don't think you really have to pull any punches or, or keep anything too hidden when it comes to the buyout market. It's not like you're going you're gonna to find you know, an extru- a very shiny gem. I'm not saying you can't find a diamond in the rough but, uh, or somebody that fits really well, but I don't think there's anything to hide. And they've been very open in saying that they're probably going to roll with who they got. So that's Kevon, who's going to be extremely tired, and Draymond and Wiseman whenever they come back. Sam, if you were to guess right now, not that you, uh, you know, not that you should necessarily know in any way, but if you were to take a bet, who do the Warriors get back first, Draymond Green or James Wiseman? I would probably go Draymond Green there, just because I feel like there's going to be more urgency in getting him back on the court, just because we know how you know, essential he is to the Warriors' ability to win. Where it's James Wiseman, he's got so much of a career ahead of him. And we don't really know how he could contribute. I mean, we know how he could contribute, but we don't really know how, in reality, he'd be able to contribute, you know, meaningful minutes to a playoff run. So I think, yeah, it's, it's got to be Draymond there in, in that situation. And that's the interesting thing. I don't know, I, I, as much as everybody is saying, you know, Wiseman brings the size, Wiseman brings the size. At the same time, what are we really expecting out of Wiseman when he comes back? The second-year guy coming off of injury, what what can we expect out of him? So you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. Number one, you're expecting him to come back, even though you know he's still young in the game. Or or number two, you need him to come back because the Warriors need the size, and the Warriors are going to need him to guard who the best bigs in the game because they're in the playoffs. Oh. oh Welcome back. Welcome back, kid. Now you got to guard Jokic. Now you got to guard DeAndre Ayton. Now you got to guard Rudy Gobert. I just don't think it's necessarily fair. And because of that, I think you are right. And I think it is Draymond Green. Because whenever whenever Wiseman does come back, to me, he's essentially going to be a version of who JaVale McGee was for the Warriors. A version of that. You're going to come in, change up the pace, play above the rim. You're probably going to foul a bit, but you're going to, you know, hold off their bigs, give Draymond a rest, give give Looney a bit of a rest. And I think that's kind of where it stops. I don't think that, and I don't know how many people think that, but I don't think that the Warriors hoisting up the, the World Championship trophy, the finals trophy at the end of the season, is, in, is based upon James Wiseman. I, I just don't think it is. So, at the, so it's hard for me to feel like that, but then also everybody out there saying, well, we, once we get James Wiseman back, I don't really think that that, that sentence um, holds as much weight as a lot of people think. That, that's, that's what I would say. I, I just don't think it holds as much weight as a lot of people think. But you are going to need that size in, in, uh, to some degree. So another guy I wanted to chat about, just based upon you know, Clay and how he's, he's been hot, he's been cold, is Jordan Poole. Because I do think Jordan Poole, although his highs and lows are becoming more even keeled, I do think he is still struggling with the the off onness of how he's been getting in the game. To me, it looks a little bit like he's making whatever decision you think he's going to make, he's second guessing it and doing the opposite thing. So he grabs a ball, he gets the ball from a pass, and you think it's going up. He pump fakes, dribbles doesn't get past his defender, and, and, and passes, it, passes it away. Then, when you think he's going to dribble drive and penetrate, he hoists up a shot that doesn't really, really make sense. So I think you got to keep an eye on him as well. Last night, we talked about who needs this break more, Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. I went with Steph Curry because Steph Curry isn't just tired from this season. Steph been at this for a very long time, specifically these last two seasons, without having Clay. 
Now, the other side of that is that obviously Clay is coming back from injury, and there is a thought that maybe that's why Clay's been cold lately. You know, he just doesn't seem to have the same explosiveness as when he first came in, and he was taking guys off the dribble, and we were surprised. We were, whoa, what, what, what Clay Thompson is this? You know, what Clay Thompson is this? And now. What I'm seeing out of Clay, and specifically, I saw it, you know, in 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 live and in full effect. He's gra- he's getting the ball. It's going up quickly if the defender is sleeping on him. But if the defender isn't sleeping on him, he's got to pass it out. He he might dribble a couple times, can't get by him because, to be honest, that's never who Clay's been. And he just passes it away, and then maybe eventually gets the ball back in the rotation because of the Warriors' offense, and then puts up a shot. And it to to me. Obviously, and you, nobody is trying to be tough on Clay. He is coming back oh, two and a half years, two and a half years. So nobody's trying to be tough on Clay, but at the same time, you're going to need that offense if the Warriors are going to make this run. The, like I said before the break, there were thoughts about maybe the Warriors, maybe the Warriors don't, don't necessarily need Clay to even make the finals. Let, let's just stop with that right now. The Warriors are going to need. The Warriors are going to need that step or that clay offense as much as they need everything else. It all it all comes together. And Andrew Wiggins having an outstanding season, you know, finally rounding into form. He's had a, he's had a tough go as far as what people have expected out of him. But Andrew Wiggins dropping nine points in a home game when your team is struggling, that 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 can't happen. That, that, that can't happen, and I, and I would go out as to say that's unacceptable, especially heading into the all-star break. you got to find it. And like I said, people are going to miss free throws. Big men specifically are going to miss free throws. You see Looney on the bench really, really in his feelings because, you know, we, we saw on the broadcast, he, told, he talked about telling his mom he's been working on his free throws. You can feel for that guy. You really can. And, and Andrew Wiggins, you go out and you drop nine points that that just can't happen. And again, this is all it, it was a team loss. No one person lost that game. So I'm just running through everything that I saw as to why they did lose. Clay going three for ten. Andrew Wiggins, nine points. Kevon Looney, the hack the hackaloon. Those things just can't happen. So, you know, hopefully you, you know, you feel rejuvenated from the all-star break and you get this thing back on the right path because you we're gonna things are gonna pick up quickly. So speaking of that, let's look at the Warriors' schedule here as they come back. And I will say it does start out uh, favorable for the Warriors. You 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 got the Trailblazers as soon as they come back. Then you got the Mavericks, who the Mavericks have quietly been rolling. To be fair, then you got the T Wolves. You got the Mavericks again. Then you go into a little stretch where things get. Now we're at March fifth, where things do get a little spicy. And I know. The Warriors have been playing very well against the Lakers, but they have to go to Staples Center this time, March 5th. And I'm just never going to – it's LeBron. I'm just never going to count him out. I know AD reevaluated in four weeks. He might be done for the season at this point. But I'm never going to sit there and and call the Lakers an automatic W. After that, you got the Nuggets, who we know is not an automatic W. You have to go to Denver this time. And then you get the Clippers at home. And then you get the Nuggets again in Denver. And then – Giannis and the Bucks come to town March 12th. That's a that's a that's a tough little stretch there. I mean, they're you know the Mavericks are a bit hot and cold. The Trailblazers aren't very good, and the T Wolves aren't very good. But that's a, a tough little stretch, and you're you're gonna have to come out hot because everybody is going to be rejuvenated as well. It's not like everybody else is playing and the Warriors get a break. Everybody everybody's gonna get a break, and everybody's gonna come out ready to turn this thing around. The Mavericks want to make a push. The Nuggets want to make a push. They know they might have some of their guys coming back. So, you know, the, the, the Warriors are in a great spot, but think, things can change very quickly. And as far as the, the number one seed, I did hear that, you know, Bonte a couple days ago, he tweeted that the, the one seed was basically gone. And when he did initially, I think it was after they lost to the Clippers. And when he initially posted it, I did think – that that was it was a little early after seeing and I know it was just one game later but after seeing this nuggets loss I think the issue is all the things I talked about earlier this transition period getting Draymond back you can't lose meanwhile you're going to have to start hoping for the Suns to lose and that is something that they have not liked to do 
all season long. So obviously, barring injury or something like that for the Suns, I don't necessarily see them slowing down. I have no re- no need to, and not necessarily slowing down at all, but slowing down enough for the Warriors to catch them when the Warriors have these ifs as far as Draymond returning and, and what James Wiseman is going to be and Clay. You know how how close to 100% Clay Thompson is he going to be at the end of the year? And let's not forget Seth's been. Steph's been his numbers have been have been great and his numbers have been what you expect from Steph. But at the same time, his three point his three point percentages and things like that, he hasn't been the Steph that we're all used to. So it's going to be a, 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 an extremely exciting ride, an extremely fun ride to see what the Warriors are able to do here and 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 see what they can make out of this season. I'm just not going to, at the beginning of the season, everybody had them, not just in Penn, they had them in Sharpie going to, going to the finals. Doesn't matter who they were facing in the finals from the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't put them there in Sharpie. That's all I'm saying, and I think that's fair based on what we've seen from them. I don't think you can sit there and just, and just plug them in. I don't know that I would even use uh, a, a pen right now. Maybe a mechanical pencil. They're still, they're still there for me, but I do think that you know, there are a lot of teams that are going to have something to say, and the Warriors have some things to figure out. They're in a great spot, and like I said, it's going to be a fun ride, and it's been a fun ride with all of you this morning. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sam Lubbin, on the boards. I was filling in Alan Styles, the pregame show filling in for Stephen Langford. You got the morning roast coming up next. Enjoy the rest of your Friday morning, and we'll talk soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.